0: This is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Jelly, Real Real. New York, 77 WABC.
1: Good afternoon. Oh, damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. 19-year-old Burger King employee, shot and killed, three weeks on the job. You know, I love these people. I love these people who work in those stores it is a hard, hard job. I admire anybody who works, quite frankly, no matter what the job is. Uh, 19-year-old working at Burger King, shot, blown away by some guy who probably is encouraged by our new ultra-permissive district attorney. Somebody pointed a gun in this guy's face when he was a kid, and now I guess we're all paying the price for whatever trauma that may have caused him. So quite frankly, that's his problem. Why do I bring it up? Well, he brought it up in his stupid memo. He issued a memo to everybody. We're not going to send armed robbers to prison anymore. We're going to plea it down. We're going to make it go away. We're not going to prosecute people for running away from the police who are trying to conduct a lawful arrest. This encourages people. You know, too many people think, well, an armed robber is just that, an armed robber. No, an armed ro- how do you think how do you think this guy actually got to the Burger King? He may have taken a subway. He probably didn't use a metro card. Know what I mean? It all runs together. Thieves, robbers, criminals don't specialize. They do a little fare jumping, they do a little pocketbook picking, snatching, they do a little bit of everything. Maybe they try to kill somebody. Maybe they just wave a gun around. It all blends together. Too many academics. Too many uh, public officials think that an armed robber just specializes in armed robbery. No, it's just like they plan it for weeks, and then they're they're law abiding the rest of the time. No, they ain't. (laughs) It's just anyway. Somebody gets blown away in a Burger King. All right, I'm gonna go to them less. I am. For a lot of reasons, by the way. Number one, I think we should all kind of keep a low profile in New York City. By all, I mean anybody who's law-abiding. See which direction this goes. Can we get Alvin Bragg out of power? Anyway, good to be back. It's Monday. Uh, How many days? It's uh, one year plus four days since January 6th. All day long yesterday, January 6th on the Sunday shows, January 6th, January... More on that in a moment. Uh, hey, Bob Saget died. What do we say about Bob Saget? Do we have any Bob Saget jokes or anything like that? See if you can get one. He was a nice guy, friendly guy. Here's Bob Saget, dead at the age of 65. What? Uh, go ahead.
0: We can always buy a new car or we can put up a new wall. But there's only one Stephanie Judith Tanner. And you could never be replaced.
1: Well, that wasn't funny. That was just cheesy and schmaltzy, but okay. He was on that Full House show, too. I met Bob Saget once. Extremely nice guy. He was, I don't know, like a lot of guests, they come in, they're all self-absorbed. They're all thinking about themselves. Uh, this guy actually asked a few questions of uh, the people around him. Me. Um, I'm very sensitive about that. Speaking of self-absorbed, I can be as uh, as um, lost in myself as anybody else. This guy is different, was different. 65 years old. Do we know how he died? No. He performed at a comedy club in Jacksonville, and they found him dead in the hotel. Hey, one thing, a couple of things, 65 years old. Um, everybody is shocked. on uh, The Today Show this morning, shocking news that Bob Saget died. And I guess when a 65-year-old person dies now, it's, uh, it is unexpected. It is kind of like, oh, boy. I think both of my grandparents on my mother's side were in their 60s, come to think of it. And we didn't we weren't shocked when they died. I mean it was sad. My grandfather, it was a bit kinda like we didn't see it coming. It was a heart attack, I believe, and but it wasn't unthinkable. It wasn't we didn't walk around in a state of shock. And uh because you know, people in their sixties, yeah, late sixties, sure. Uh But anyway, we're all living better. We're not smoking. We're not doing all that stuff. So it is unusual when a 65-year-old person just drops dead with no warning. And that's good. That's great. It wasn't like that, say, in the 70s and the 60s and the 50s. In the 1920s, what was our life expectancy? Like 50? It was crazy. And we've made a lot of strides. But all right, so people are shocked. They're also doing this, which I find very – even though I've done it once or twice myself – They put out these little tweet messages, you know, oh, I love the guy. He was great. He's funny. Good guy. You know, Bob Saget, rest in peace. And they don't even say rest in peace. They write R.I.P. Now, the only other place I've seen that other than Twitter is um, in Tom and Jerry and in cartoons. You know what I mean? It was always like (laughs) that sounds like a fitting epitaph for a cartoon mouse. But not for a 65-year-old Emmy Award winner. All right, rest in peace, R.I.P. for short. Does that sound? Does that strike anybody else? I've never heard. Do they say rest in peace in church? By the way, if there's an afterlife, we don't really think about the rest. I'm not looking for rest. I mean, I, I want to. You know, I, I, I want that great life in heaven. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> yeah, just rest. I don't know if it works that way. Um, one other thing, Djokovic. How do you say his name, Djokovic or Jok- Jokovic? The tennis player, the talented tennis player. So he's not vaccinated, and they're giving him a hard time in Australia because he wants to play tennis in the Australian Open. And if he wins this one, that will be 21 total, right? 21 Grand Slam, and nobody's ever done anything like it. He's the number one tennis player in the world. I saw him practicing hitting the tennis ball. He obviously knows a lot about health and fitness, and he doesn't want to be vaccinated. Maybe the fake news, instead of judging this guy and saying what a terrible role model he is, like, hey, let's listen to the guy. He might just be onto something. something. Why would Djokovic mess around with the vaccine? If he gets COVID, he's not going to die. By the way, the CDC said today, what's the figure? Is it 75%? Seventy-five. Give me the exact figure. It is a huge percentage of the, those who die of COVID have at least four comorbidities, four other things that are wrong with them. That's a lot of things. Let me just get that exact quote. Uh, it's. Uh, let's see here. No, I'm insulting Senator Mike Rounds. The CDC director just said over seventy-five percent of COVID deaths occurred in people with at least four. Comorbidities. I don't like saying comorbidities, by the way, but since Biden can't shut down covid, suddenly all of this data is getting shared publicly. Oh, it's true. It's a good point. You know, suddenly because deaths are up under Joe Biden, they're putting out all this uh, this data, which may have been helpful to be promoted a year ago. But they wouldn't do that because the CDC is a swamp, is a swamp. And they were rooting for Joe Biden. They were trying to trip up Donald Trump. Absolutely. The bureaucracy was against him up and down the line. All right. Do we have anything of uh, Billy? No, not Billy. Alec Baldwin is back on Twitter getting really mad at people once again. This guy really should leave the country, don't you think? I mean, all this stimulation is not good for him. He's stimulating us. It's not good for us. Uh, It really is time. I'd have to say, go home. Oh, they are starting a new department. uh, No, I'm sorry. A new office inside the Department of Homeland Security to fight domestic terrorism. All right. That sounds good. I, I don't like domestic terrorism. But guess what? Specifically, they're designed to root out, find out, prosecute, catch white supremacy. It's all about white supremacy. It is basically the new Domestic Terrorism Office for White Supremacy. Um, that's great. I don't like white supremacy, but you're going to have a hell of a lot of time on your hands left over. This entire bill, a couple hundred pages, is all about targeting white supremacy through a new bureaus of domestic terrorism. Fighting domestic terrorism is great. If you're going to limit it to white supremacy, you're going to um, – You're going to leave us all vulnerable. You're going to leave us all vulnerable. Has anybody noticed Antifa? Has anybody noticed the hateful, anti-American ideology and activity of Black Lives Matter? No. Well, yes, the people have, but the powers that be, and who is the powers that be right now? This is weird. It's more than Joe Biden. Who does Joe Biden work for? It's not George Soros. It's not exactly sure what that. or what's the deal? Is it time? It's time. Shoot. All right. 800 848 WABC. 800 848 WABC.
0: 9332. This is Greg Gulley on 77 WABC.
1: Who remembers the Golden Globes? Uh. You know, what do I care, the Golden Globes? But it was on TV, usually on a Sunday night, and it was like the Academy Awards, but a little bit more fun because the stars, they had dinner, and they sat at tables, and they drank, and uh, it was a big award show on Sunday nights. Well, uh, first they spooked the comedians because uh, every comedian who got up there and attempted to be edgy, they'd proceed to try to cancel the guy the next day. So no comedians wanted any part of it. And then they started looking at the uh, Golden Globes, as in global, as in world, as in press, as in international press. And guess what? Uh, and most of these guys are European. Well, they're all white people. So that was a big problem. They didn't have enough uh, black people at the uh, Golden Globes or in the uh, Umbrella Organization. So that led to uh, some more problems. And uh, one thing led to another. So basically they canceled the whole damn thing. Uh, They had the Golden Globes last night. You know how they had them on a Zoom call and, you know, is hosting it Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Jamie Lee Curtis. It looked like they were in their kitchens in T-shirts, just like it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. This is life in 2022. I don't care about the stars. I don't care about their award shows, really. But I do want them to continue. I think we should be free, and I think we should be able to speak without fear of cancellation and all this nonsense. But Hollywood runs scared. And so they basically call the whole thing off. You can watch it. It's totally pathetic. And now, who who's who's brave enough to step forward in Hollywood these days? Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's not that brave. The guy's worth about three quarters of a billion dollars. He's already been governor. I mean, he's just... He's – there's nothing they can take from him. He's just – he's totally, totally safe. I guess they can cancel anybody, but you know what I mean. No up-and-comer, they're not going to – the up-and-comer's not going to risk it. They're not going to risk having the up-and-comer do it. So they got rid of the whole damn thing. Do we have anything to say about this awful fire in the Bronx? Nineteen people. Wow. Nineteen people. Nine of them, I think, kids. Just Terrible space heater I this is one of the worst we've had in decades 19 people uh, outside of obviously uh, September 11th happy land comes to mind in the 90s this was in the Bronx the building was from 1972 they're wondering if it was up to code and all that stuff uh, Eric Adams went there Kathy Hokel went there ooh Eric Adams is off to a terrible start I told you guys I warned you about him I really did. Now look what we got. He's just running around having a good time. You know, hey, I'm a, I am eat vegan. There's a hell of a lot more to this job than being a show-off. Hey, look at how good I look in this suit. Oops, there's a crime happening 20 feet away from me. Uh, what am I going to do? Uh, I guess I'm going to call those racist cops. Yeah, I'm just going to call the police. I'm just going to call them. I'll call, the, I'll call those cops that I've labeled racist all my life. I'm just going to call them. I can't the, I'll call do anything. Who oh am I? I'm the mayor. <coughs> Sick. I'm not going to have security. Uh, I don't need security. I want to be with the people. But I want to give my brother a job for a quarter of a million dollars a year and make him in charge of my security, which I told everybody I'm not worried about, and I don't even need security. Eric Adams, <laughs> and he already did it, by the way. What's his brother's name? Bernard? Bernie? He made his brother a deputy commissioner. Just snuck him in. His brother. What's his, let's see here. What's his current job, though? Or what was his last job? Eric Adams's little brother. Oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. He is absolutely, totally totally qualified to be the deputy commissioner in the New York City Police Department. After all, at Virginia Commonwealth University, he is, what's his job there? What was his job? The deputy director of parking. Hmm. He's the guy who gave you a parking pass. He's the guy who gave you a parking pass. Wait, what else? Ooh. Wait a second. He was in charge of parking tickets, the university police, you know, they've got their own little police force sometimes, and sometimes they'll hand out parking tickets. And what's the penalty if you don't pay a parking ticket? They can withhold your report card. They can withhold your transcripts. This is too much. This should be too much for the fake news. It's actually, it's interesting. It's too much for the local fake news, because the local fake news, they're in entirely intimidated by Eric Adams because of the color of his skin. That's why they went after um, Andrew Yang. They felt comfortable going after an Asian person. Really says something about their character. These are terrible people in the local press. And they're gutless and they're weak. And they're dumb. But the national news, even though they're fake, they're not nearly as dumb. And usually... Even out of boredom, from time to time, they will make a spectacle out of a Democrat. And that's what happened, let's see here, on the uh, State of the Nations show. What do they call that? State of the Union with Jake Tapper. Cut 34. Eric Adams is, uh, boy, oh boy, he goes on television a lot. He's on Morning Joe. He's on uh, CNN. Uh, Is he on New York One much? I don't know. But uh, here he is defending the hiring of his little brother. To be deputy commissioner of the NYPD. Go ahead.
2: But let me be clear on this. Uh, my brother is qualified uh, for the position. Uh, number one, he will be in charge of my security. Uh, which is extremely important to me. In a time when we see an increase in white supremacy and hate crimes, I have to take my security in a very serious way. My brother has a community affairs background, the balance that I need. He understands law enforcement. He was a 20-year retired veteran from the police department, and I need someone that I trust around me um, during these times for my security, and I trust my brother deeply.
1: Does he not trust anybody else in the police department? And did he say white supremacy? He said it. He said it. White supremacy. Watch out for those white supremacists. It is a big, fat lie. Wow. Why? He's got to have. That sounds a little bit like the mafia. You know, where you trust your family. It's got to be. You got that stupid thing with the blood they used to do. Omerta, you got to join the family, the family. He only trusts his family. 50,000 professionals there. And he's got to make a new hire, $250,000. This is a crock, everybody. Uh all right. Oh, I got it. All right. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Uh Oh. Had a, almost an incident at the gymnasium this morning at the gym. So like a lot of people, I'm, you know, always trying to get into better shape. And sometimes, you know, hey, the new year is a good time to do that, you know, right? Of course, New Year's resolution. Everyone wants to guess who doesn't like that. All the gym rats, all the people who are already ripped and lean and, you know, they're, yeah, they're lean and they're mean. I got so much attitude by from two people in the gym today, two one guy's muttering under his breath, you know, so you'll be gone in a week. He was muttering, and then he was on the phone. He said, yeah, these people, they come and they they, they act like they own the place. They don't know the procedures. They should just, you know, give up. already. like, what the hell? Who are you to talk like that? How about some encouragement? How about some good luck? I see you're new to the gym. Can I help you? Well, that's a little bit much, but, you know, just a little bit of friendliness, these guys, uh, this one particular, he's all, you know, you can tell he's, uh, he's all buff and he's all that. Could be roids, you never know. But just giving me all kinds of shade it made me very self-conscious, and it made me very. It also made me committed to going there every time at that same time and make sure I disrupt his workout. Well, I'm not going to do that, but I just got very, very annoyed. Because this is one of the reasons why some people steer clear of the gym. Because it's an unwelcoming environment. Not always, but often. You know, you got the club. You got those guys, you know, the gun club. And they're looking at each other. And they're just, you know, hey, yeah, you, you, Meatheads, basically. And you got a lot of women the same way. They're so ripped and toned. Hey, I admire you for that. Just be a little bit more generous with the equipment and the space. Oh, yeah, because we own it as well we're renting it we're paying the same fees and if we only want to use it for a day or so or a week or a month that's our issue suck it up nasty people in the gym oh and then they were they were really upset because i guess they had to wear masks and this guy starts complaining that he's got to wear a mask now i don't like wearing a mask and i generally don't except when i really have to and or you know somebody Whatever, you know, I I, I put one on. I just do it. I'm not like Sid in the morning who goes around fighting people about it. God bless Sid, but boy. No, I just kind of go along with it to a certain degree. And anyway, all right, so wait, I got to take a call. Uh Uh-oh, Irene is on the phone from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yes, Irene.
3: Hey, how you doing? Fine. Good. You know why I'm calling, right? No how's my bible coming
1: what do you mean how's your bible coming
3: well you were going to send me one because i kept asking you which one it was because i was getting the incorrect one Mm.
1: didn't i say allow four to six weeks for shipping uh (laughs) no you didn't but you have to allow four to six weeks for shipping don't you remember that from tv
3: uh yeah but you're not tv
1: I, I I I'm a very busy man. You know, I got a lot on my plate. You want to hear what I got on my plate right now? I've got a brand new daughter. She's a month old. I've got a oh, two-year-old. I've got my in-laws living with me. My mother-in-law and my father-in-law. I've got the radio gig. I've got the uh, the TV gig. I got a couple of other gigs I can't really tell you about right now. And uh, so I've got a lot going on. And I got a wife. And I've got all that stuff. And a, and a new home. Um, as but,
3: long as I know you didn't forget.
1: All right, what's your name again? Ah. (laughs) Listen, Irene, I'm sorry. I have not forgotten. In fact, you are every single day on my to-do list. Oh, great. Yes, but every single day I put it on the next day's to-do list. That's okay. That's okay, as long uh,
3: as I know the
4: status.
1: All right, now listen. Shoot, I don't know what my problem is. Two weeks ago I announced my wife is going to take care of this, which I guess she wasn't listening. I am going to take care of it this week, and I'm sorry I haven't done it yet. All right. Okay. 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 Is that? Are you sure that's okay?
3: Because <laughs> I really <laughs> appreciate it. No,
1: I know. I know. look. I think of you literally like fifteen times a day.
3: Oh wow. Oh, yes, exactly. I know.
1: But it's one of those things, nagging things that I, you know, I need to get done, but I don't necessarily know how to get it done. But I will get it done. I don't know how to go to the office. I mean, the post office. Uh, I don't. Oh. I also don't know how to. Uh, I mean I know how to order things on Amazon but you know my password is expired. You can
3: just let me know which one it is and I'll take care of it. I told I just well want to we get tr- the right one. we
1: tried that remember?
3: Uh, yes but yeah it, that didn't work.
1: it, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> all right I promise all and people have asked about you and I'm like oh yes I uh yes 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 so I apologize. Oh that's so nice. I apologize it's only look it's still early in the year. It's January yes. 10th so uh all right. So do me a favor. Just give me a little bit more time. OK, absolutely. Thank uh, you. You're the best, Irene. Thank you very Thank you. much. And Michael, uh, you remember that guy, Michael, who was down on down in the dumps, too? Remember him? Not that you were down in the dumps, but do you know who I'm talking about that guy? N- oh, never mind. All right. Uh, ooh, one more real quick. Lenny in New Jersey. What's up?
2: Uh, Greg, you're a true patriot. We love you out here. Listen, I know I'll never have the ear of Donald Trump, but we have to play the race card. Just like Biden did. And we got to get a black female. And Candice Owens is awesome. And I hope that you can relate that to the president.
1: Well, Candace Owens met with the president, President Trump, about two weeks ago, and she was giving him the business. She was uh, she's like an anti-vaxxer. I don't think Donald Trump digs Candace Owens. I don't think it's going to be her. She was uh, she's brilliant. I love her. We got to
2: play the race card. We definitely got to get a. Well,
1: I don't like calling it the race card. I mean, there are some incredible people out there who are qualified. I don't uh, I don't want to judge based on that criteria. Let's not play the race card if there is an amazing person who's qualified. And, uh, well, let's face it. It's it's all superficial stuff when they look. at. I know. But, Greg, you would be great. Thanks anyway. What do you mean me? All right, Lenny. I would never vet. I would never make it. I don't know if I could. No, I wouldn't. Thank you, Lenny, very much. Uh, He's calling all the way from Jersey City, not far away at all. Uh, What is it? I got to go. I shall be right back. This
0: is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC.
1: Wow. Robert Durst is dead at the age of 78. Robert Durst. Remember this guy? Durst. I could be in a Durst building right now. They own like they own half a Third Avenue, the Durst family. Well, he was a scion, is that the word? A scion of the Durst, born rich, and sometimes too much of anything can be a problem, including money. So Durst was a strange guy. Now, everybody pretty much knows that he most likely killed his wife, Kathy, in the early 1980s. Uh, they went up away for the weekend after they had a great big fight. Everybody saw them fighting. Everybody, I think he yelled out, I'm going to kill you. And, uh, and she said, Stop saying that. No, I mean it. I'm really going to kill you. And oh boy, she turned up missing or didn't turn up. She disappeared uh, forever. I think that's all the way back in 1982. And back then, we didn't have security cameras all over the place. The circumstantial evidence overwhelmingly pointed at Robert Durst, and, uh, but he got away with it. Anyway, he goes on. He lives his life. He's kind of a, uh, a bit of a, well, a weirdo, a bit eccentric, you know. His wife, by the way, Kathleen, I think that was Kathy Durst, she was very nice. She was going through medical school. Up in the Bronx, Albert Einstein College, I think. She was very beautiful, but he was uh, not nice, and complained. she complained to her friends. So she disappears, and he goes on leading his life. Very strange. He's a cross-dresser. He's rich, but he shoplifts from the grocery store and gets arrested for it. Just weird stuff. And then he's living in Texas on Galveston Bay. And he's got a roommate and they have a fight about something and he kills the guy. He says in self-defense, but he thinks to himself, wait a second, you know, everybody thinks I killed my wife. Everybody thinks I killed that other person in L.A. Uh, What am I going to do here? So he he says he panics and he chops up the body. He dismembers the body and he drives around town. I think he. Just dumping chunks, body chunks, into the garbage all over the place. Ultimately, he gets arrested for that. Ultimately, a jury says he's not guilty. (laughs) He admits to killing his roommate and chopping him up, but they say, well, it was self-defense and, well, uh, dismembering the body. I think he did get in trouble for dismembering the body. Improper disposal of a carcass. Three months in jail. That's America. Anyway, back in 2000, 2000, 2001, he flies out to L.A. to meet a friend of his who was a friend of his all the way back in the 80s when his wife went missing. And the theory goes that she may have given him some assistance or cover or, you know, helped arrange for him to look like he was somewhere else when she went missing. Can't remember her name, but... She was found dead. And, oh, by the way, Robert Durst was in L.A. at the same time. Uh, circumstantially, it looked very bad. And finally, well, how many years later? Almost 20 years later, he's, he was convicted of that crime. So uh, if the end has finally come for Robert Durst, 78 years old. And I know the Durst family, they're great people. They, uh, this guy drives them crazy, drove them crazy. How about that? I just remember that case so well as a kid. And this is no surprise, by the way. He showed up in court a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he looked like he was dead already. I don't know if it was COVID or what, but uh, he wasn't looking good. I think he has a child. Does he have a child? Hmm. Um, too much of anything can be bad. Anything. Too much money Somebody once told me too much beauty can be a bad thing. Think about that. I think there's something to that. If you're the most beautiful girl in the world, that can be a problem. It gives you an unrealistic sense of the world. You ever see the cartoons when guys in their, you know or their cartoon dogs pop out of their heads when the sexy dog goes walking by? And just people flip out all the time. And then you do one little thing and everybody says, oh, my God, that's amazing. You're so amazing. Well, wasn't that amazing? Now, some pretty, a lot of pretty people are smart enough to know that, you know, hey, you know, cut the crap. I'm just, you know, I know what you're after. Just leave me alone. But some fall for it and they start thinking, I'm amazing. And then, unfortunately, they get to a point where people pay a little less attention to them. And Hey, it's going to happen to everybody. It happens to everybody. Anyway, too much money, too much beauty, too much food, too much much anything can be bad. Uh, So, all right. With that, it's good to be back on a Monday. One other thing I wanted to point out. I've had it with television, regular TV. I was watching the Today Show. Hey, one thing I never announce on this show is the time. The time and the temperature and the date. I figure you can take care of that yourself. Sometimes I'll say I'm up against the clock. I got to go. It's all, you know, but I'm not going to tell you it's 159 and 39. The Today Show told me it was January 10th, about 17 times in a half hour today. And they to- every time they said that, they told me what time it was, how many minutes after the hour. I've got a phone. And so do you. We know that stuff. Have some respect. And tell us something we don't know. Be right back.
0: This is Greg Kelly on 77 W.A.B.C.
1: Uh, Good to be back. Uh, What else? Uh, Just from the weekend. A fine weekend it was. Uh, Gosh, it really is a wonderful thing. I went to bed last night before 9 p.m. If you can ever pull that off, I highly recommend it. I know there's a lot of crummy TV shows to watch. If you eliminated that junk from your life, and by the way, it's mostly junk, one nasty put-down after the next. You know, I heard this guy say today, what TV show is he making fun of? It was just some crazy, dumb show that everyone's talking about. Oh, I know. It was um, Yellowstone. Is it really that good? I don't know. I think uh, maybe I should watch it before I say anything about it. But this guy said, nah, Yellowstone stunk. I'm going to go back to Hitchcock. You want to be automatically entertained. Go back and watch some of those old movies by Hitchcock. This guy, wow. I did that back in the 90s. I actually was living in Mississippi, and I went. I made it a special appointment. I'd go to Blockbuster Video, and I'd rent the classics, and I'd watch them. And to this day, I can talk about uh, the movie Rope or uh, North by Northwest, which, by the way, I didn't quite frankly like. North by, it was not plausible. Cary Grant himself was a little uh, – I, he was not much of an actor, let's face it. He looked great. That was his whole thing. He was an elegant man, uh, very elegant. But, um, yeah, no, he's not. Not. Hey, whatever happened to George Clooney, by the way? He used to be the biggest star in the world. Nobody ever talks about George Clooney anymore. All right. Um, I already told you Eric Adams uh, hiring his brother. The local news media is ignoring that. But the national news media is giving him a hard time about that. And what the hell is this? You know, they talked about Trump all weekend long on the morning shows. Why is Eric Adams beating up on Trump as well? Is this true? Eric Adams, where's that clip? Did I just see it? Eric Adams says Donald Trump owes cut 12, please.
2: The president right now should stand up and say on behalf of the American people, we apologize to the Chinese community. We had a president of the United States that called COVID the Chinese disease. He used it to term and hatred terminology. This is a big moment for our country that we would never allow the Oval Office to be used to attack people in our country.
1: Uh, uh, Wait, what was that hateful term? He said, what was that horrible, hateful term? The Chinese virus. Oh, my. How hateful could that be? Did he call it the? Did he call the virus that came from China the Chinese virus? Wait, can I just hear the very first part of that? Wait, what did the president say that was so bad, Eric?
2: The president right now should stand up and say on behalf of the American people, we apologize to the Chinese community. We had a president of the United States that called COVID the Chinese Disease. He used, it, he used term and hatred terminology.
1: Hatred. This is a big What's moment wrong? for our Chinese country. Chinese
2: food. That we would never allow Chinese the history. Oval o- Office to be used to attack <laughs> people in our I mean, country.
1: Goodbye. Bye-bye, Eric. Wow. Let's face it. This kid, this guy, Eric, sounds like uh, a special needs child. There's something wrong with him. He, I, <laughs> He used hateful rhetoric like he called it Chinese. Oh, that's bad. I almost feel sorry for the guy. There's something. uh, No, he's just not up to this. He's not up to this. Not good enough. Oh. Oh. And guess what? Welcome to to the voting booth, 800,000 non-citizens. This is it. 800,000 non-citizens citizens will be able to vote in municipal elections this hap you know when I first heard this I thought this is from the silly strange but true file and it's it's happening in Berkeley California someplace weird no 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 it's New York and you don't even have to be an American citizen to vote here you know who wants this creepy small time politicians like Eric Adams and Alvin Bragg. Guys who won just a few thousand votes to get the biggest jobs out there. Eric Adams is now the mayor of New York City. He got it with 236,000 votes. 3% of 8 million voted for him. That's it. Alvin Bragg, less than 100,000 votes, gave him that job of Manhattan District Attorney. You know what these guys want? Some insurance. They want some... um, yeah, they want they want they want a greater margin. <laughs> uh, I guess New Yorkers, uh, Americans are too engaged in other pursuits. Uh, whatever, we're just not going to vote like we used to in these local elections. We should. I got out. I went up there. I voted for Curtis, even though it was a crummy. I think it was raining that night, wasn't it? It's important to vote, but no one's voting. They say that new citizens are more likely to vote than people who have been here a couple of generations. 800,000. And of course, Eric Adams, flip-flopper, said this is a bad idea not too long ago. But now that he's mayor, I'm the mayor. Cut 27.
2: I think it's imperative that people who are in a local municipality have the right to decide who's going to govern them.
0: And what do you say to all the people who went through the process, the difficult process of becoming an American citizen who, who now see this legislation just
2: saying, well, anyone who's here, you can go ahead and vote? Uh, well, I, I tell to I say to them, keep doing it. Uh, you know, membership has its privileges of uh, being a member of what we call the United States of America is a great privilege. And I, I would tell them, keep doing it, be encouraged.
1: That wasn't much of an answer, was it? I don't think he really understood what the guy was asking. He's a very limited intelligence. I'm sorry. He's just not good. Ask him what his favorite book is. I'd like to see what answer he gives. I really would like to see that. Uh, This is the guy, emotionally intelligent. Emotionally intelligent guy, huh? And his brother, the director of parking at some community college in Virginia, has just been named deputy police commissioner, Deputy police commissioner for what, by the way? There are different divisions. There's deputy police commissioner for budget. There's counter-terror. There's all kinds of administration. There's what does Bernard Adams do that we can't do right now? 50,000 men and women right now. Hmm? What a joke. (sighs) Well, again, I'm not telling – I'm not saying it to you guys – listen but I will say to some of the people I've been meeting and there are a lot of people who are fooled by his rhetoric um, and Bill Bratton by the way one of the biggest frauds out there he was uh, he was pushing Adams because he saw an opportunity for himself to gain a little bit of influence to gain who knows what he's looking for this time uh Bratton spent, if you added it all up, very little time in New York. Very little time in New York. Never understood anything. All right. One other. uh, Oh, Sotomayor. Justice Sotomayor and some of the others, you know, they heard the uh, arguments in the Supreme Court. Do we have a ruling on that yet? On the OSHA vaccine mandate? Anyway, some of these justices, when they were hearing the arguments, they sounded like fourth-grade hysterical teachers. Um. And I think uh, Sonia was one of them. Cut 17.
3: We know that the best way to prevent spread is for people to get vaccinated.
1: I don't know if you know that, Sotomayor. Did she say anything else? That was a really, uh, that was was like three seconds long. Um, That's okay. That's okay. Go ahead. One more. Those numbers show that Omicron is as deadly and causes as much serious disease in the unvaccinated as Delta did. Uh, she seemed to do her own discovery, which I don't think they're supposed to do. Mm, one more. Cut fifth. Uh, give me one more.
3: We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious
1: condition and uh, many on ventilators. Yeah, because they've got leukemia, <laughs> comorbidities. Kids get over this thing. And we're really going to stick with this thing, mask kids? You can't learn everything you need to learn wearing a mask. You can't learn everything you need to learn. you got to see people's mouths. Kids are already screwed because they're looking at the phone all the time. Uh, and it's going to get worse you can't see somebody's smile or somebody's frown. You're taking away a damn big chunk of the human experience. You know what? Maybe I'm not going to wear my mask anymore. Maybe I will get in the subway and see what happens. Not for me, but for the for the children. Does that sound a little... Uh, Do I have a hero complex? Someone's got to do something. We can't have these kids wearing masks in school when what's her name? AOC goes to a transgender convention laughing her stupid, ignorant head off in the middle of it without a precious mask on. And she gets COVID, yet she's running around lecturing us. Now, did she put out one of those statements? At least, I don't think she put out one of those statements on Twitter saying, I have succumbed to COVID. I will be self-quarantining. Every assemblyman, every state senator, they're just desperate to put out one of these dumb statements, dumb tweets, their staff. ooh you could go viral, sir. You could you could get a lot of likes on this. 95% of those people is in Congress right now and everywhere. All they want is this, you can call it money for nothing, maximum attention. For minimal output. And that's what social media does. Ooh, you get the likes. Ooh, you get the retweets. Ooh, I'm an important person. Ooh, I'm trending. It is a, oh gosh, you think television was a bad waste of time? This is, and you know what? They've got me. They got their claws into me. They really do. I'd like to take a great big fat step back. I do every now and then. I didn't tweet once on Saturday. Well, no, I take that back. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah. (sighs) We are in a great time in America. We're also in a terrible time in America. And it's time for us, and I'm glad Irene called because, Irene, you remind me. The most important thing I can do, and I can do it every day, and I don't do do this as a, uh, what, as a braggart, as a show-off. I'm doing it because I am as flawed as they come. I've been as broken as you can be. And I came back, not because of anything I did, but what he did, God. It's absolutely possible for all of us. All of us. And the more broken you are, quite frankly, the greater his work can be. He says it in the Bible. Jesus himself. I came here to fix the sick. I came here to fix those who are broken. And he can do it. And I do have a great day. So much better. And I'm not saying glance at it. I'm not saying... Open some app and look at it for 30 seconds while you're just itching to do something else. But if you can tune it all out and realize this is the most important thing you will ever do, uh, why wouldn't you? Talking to and letting letting him talk to you? The one who created not only you, but some galaxy a billion light years from here. (laughs) That's pretty cool. And it's available to each and every one of us. Okay, uh, quick break. Uh, Irene, I promise you. Be right back. Greg
0: Kelly on 77 WABC.
1: Oh, should I apologize? Eric Adams would accuse me of a hate crime because I called it the Chinese virus. (laughs) <laughs> it, just, it was man-made in the Wuhan lab. We all know that. It came from China. You know the you know Lyme disease came from a town called Lyme, L Y M E in Connecticut. Scientists do this all the time. Uh legionnaires disease. There was a legionnaires convention in Philadelphia, I believe. That's where it came from. So they called it that. Was that prejudice against uh, those guys who wear those funny hats? I don't think so. What's another one? Ooh, um, the Ebola virus. The Ebola, I believe, is a river in Uganda. That's not racist. It's geographic, you dummy. Especially you, Eric Adams. You're too stupid to be mayor. I knew it a long time ago, and now everybody else does too late for us. Cut 12.
2: The president right now should stand up and say on behalf of the American people, we apologize to the Chinese community. We had a president of the United States that called COVID the Chinese disease. He used it to use term and hatred terminology. This is a big moment for our country that we would never allow the Oval Office to be used to attack people in our country.
1: (laughs) This is, um, he finally got it out. He called it hatred terminology. The word Chinese. I think it's hatred to say that that's hatred. Does Eric have some problem with Chinese that he should talk about? It's. (laughs) This is what happens when a Democrat gets desperate. You start calling everybody else a racist, okay? And here he is uh, defending his brother's appointment to a $250,000 a year position that he's already got, by the way. They already made him deputy commissioner. Can you believe that one? Uh, his brother. No, I know his brother's a former, what do you call it, uh, cop? Hold on a second the TV show wants wants to know something Adams for a guest. no, I'm not saying that I'm saying I want uh the sot from the Jake Tapper show that I'm about to play you guys the one where he's talking about his brother. yeah, play that for a second here here this is it the best the best and the brightest huh of New York eight million people and this is the guy we came up with. How do you think that happened with a rigged corrupt? system democrat basically one rule party in this city now they're going to do anything to prevent another bloomberg or giuliani a superstar with genuine talent no we want a hack we want a functionary who's going to do whatever we say and that's what you got in eric adams now how do you incentivize a guy like eric adams well you let him hand out a few jobs to friends and families and cronies. And here he goes. On cue, he does it.
2: But let me be clear on this. Uh, my brother is qualified uh, for the position. Uh, number one, he will be in charge of my security Uh, which is extremely important to me in a time when we see an increase in white supremacy and hate crimes. I have to take my security in a very serious way. My brother has a community affairs background, the balance that I need. He understands law enforcement. He was a 20-year retired veteran from the police department, and I need someone that I trust around me um, during these times for my security, and I trust my brother deeply.
1: (laughs) He's up to something, man. You trust somebody. How about somebody who, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe had a more successful career? I'm sorry, but, I mean, Virginia Commonwealth University parking director. I almost said attendant. Is it the same thing? I mean, did you ever know that a university had parking assistant directors for parking? Handing out parking spots? Uh, hmm. Something's up. And I warn you guys about this. All right. Um, Oh, the Capitol Hill cops totally hate me. I'm always getting it from them. And I don't hate them, actually. I hate the way they conducted themselves during those hearings and during interviews on CNN that they should not be coming within 10 miles of. But there they are all the time now. Saying the weirdest stuff, highly, highly political. You don't want me to play those tapes again, I know it, but I will tell you this. There's one guy out there, his name is Hodges. All right, give me two seconds of Hodges. Cut 51.
2: The mob of terrorists were coordinating their efforts now, shouting, heave, ho, as they synchronized, pushing their weight forward, crushing me further against the metal doorframe. The man in front of me grabbed my baton that I still held in my hands, and in my current state I was unable to retain my weapon. He bashed me in the head and face with it, rupturing my lip and adding additional injury to my skull. At this point, I knew I couldn't sustain much more damage and remain upright.
1: ay yeah, yeah. wow. And that's in July. You want to hear him back in January? Here he is nine days at later. Which do you think is the more accurate representation of his state of mind? Eight months later or eight days later?
2: Uh, cut 52. If it wasn't my job, I would have done that for free. it was was absolutely my pleasure to crush a white nationalist insurrection. (laughs) And um, I'm I'm glad I was in a position to be able to help. So we'll do it as many times as it takes.
1: All right. You see, you see what the, you see, you hear the phoniness, right? You see it all right there. That was more genuine. He he enjoyed it. He loves the attention. (laughs) The terrorists tried to do this. So I saw a picture of him over the weekend from that day. You know what he's doing? He's holding his lip in the most, the way a child would. You know, when you're six years old and you hurt yourself at school, and once you're over the shock and you're done crying, you're kind of proud of the injury. You know, look, Mom, look at what this, look at what, look at what Billy did to me. Look at this, look at this, look at this. And he's holding down his lip the way a six-year-old would. And like, look at this. Yeah, you got a nasty cut on the inside of your lip. It looks like a fat lip. What are you going to do about that, Greg? What are you going to do about that, Officer Hodges? I guess our answer is we're going to have a uh, we're going to have make this the number one story every day for the next three years because we can try to hurt Trump with it. Mm-hmm. Something's up. All right. Ah, oh, what's our status? It's time. I shall be right back.
0: This is Greg Kelly on seventy-seven WABC.
1: That crazy lady mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, right? Uh, She's just bad on just about everything, Uh, especially crime. She was a big defund the police thing and all that stuff. But I'll say this. I there's one thing I like her on. She's calling out the teachers union. They just want to stay home forever. They want to stay home, do this remote learning crap, get paid, basically not work. And she's saying, no, our children need you. Yet the union, and let's face it, most teachers stink. Most teachers stink. It's true. It's absolutely true. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. And that's not to say there are some incredible gems in the midst of those teachers. I had... Two teachers changed my life, big time for the better. I had plenties who screwed me up, but I had I had two who were fantastic. Just two, well, maybe three. There was uh, Mr. Lapper, Fred Lapper. I Try to find him online once. I, I he's got to be dead and buried. I couldn't find him. Fred Lapper, Garden City. I know uh, where. We That was sixth grade. Uh, Stewart School. Who else did I really like? Paul Rivadue. I did look him up. He is dead, unfortunately. Uh, Dr. Cynthia Morangello. She was fantastic. And then basically everybody else stunk. I had one teacher hit me. I mean, hard in the head. I mean, really hard in the head. And I was in eighth grade. I didn't deserve it. I'm telling you, this teacher, you could hit me hard in the head with a book. Well, what were you doing, Greg? Well, I, I didn't deserve corporal punishment. I mean, I didn't do anything. I, I, I was, what I was doing was having trouble with algebra. And I do remember she said, I couldn't figure, I finally, oh, so it's this way. She says, yes, so write that 10 times. And she said it really nasty. Write that 10 times. And I said, why don't I memorize it once? (laughs) Which arguably was a little bit passive aggressive. Um, But the way she said, now write that down 10 times. And I said, well, why don't I memorize it once? And she hit me in the head with the book. And it was like even the whole the whole room knew that she had just totally crossed the line. And I think she did too. The next thing I remember, she actually kicked me out of the classroom, which was even more, you know, out of line on her part. And she says, I hope you realize that I was just emphasizing that I wanted to get the material in the book into your head. You do understand that. Oh, gosh, this is all coming back to me. I do remember this, and this is how I said it, too. I think we both understand. I'm not going to tell you her name. She may be alive. I don't know. I think we both understand that you just lost self-control. And what are we going to do about it? (laughs) I was in the driver's seat. I had too many of those crummy teachers. Yeah, and I know there were a few others, but you know what I mean. Gosh, darn, they can be bad. And now they're not even showing up. So where's Lori Lightfoot talking about this? We got that? The mayor of Chicago saying, I know she's got her problems and I know she's a bit of a dingbat, but uh, I'm on her side in the fight with the teachers union. Go ahead.
3: What the t- Chicago teachers union did was an illegal walkout. They abandoned their posts and they abandoned kids and their families. And we've spent millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to make our schools safe. They are safe. We've got the data to demonstrate that. We've got to get the teachers union to get real and get serious.
1: Yeah, good for it. And, of course, the teachers union, I think, said no, right? Are they they back today? Are they back right now? She could not. She has no uh, she has no stick, only carrot, no stick with the teachers union. And that's a problem. I see Eric Adams is now, you know, another thing about him, he's a clothes horse. It's one thing to look nice and take pride in your appearance, but, you know, with the scarf and the hat, and now he's just, it's a little much. It's all show no go. That's what we got here. Doesn't know. Adams puts brother in charge of personal security. That's a move right out of Saddam Hussein's Iraq. All right? We don't do that. Professionals don't do that. He's not a pro. That's And that's a big problem, everybody. That is a big, big problem. Susan in Manhattan, hello.
3: Yes, first of all, I think you're great. Number two, Eric Adams has been in office, what, less than a week, and he's already proven himself to be a fraud and, and incompetent. He has no intention on... Uh, alleviating the violent crime that everybody is facing in this city. And he wants to blame white people for the crime that's going on. He evoked the erroneous words over the weekend, white supremacy. He says that white supremacy exists in New York City. First of all, white people are a minority in New York City, and the vast majority of violent, savage crime is being committed by black men. Okay, Eric Adams isn't up to the job, so he's scapegoating white people and he's giving out dog whistles that it's okay to beat up white people by blaming them for the crime. Number two. His district attorney, I can read people's faces. His district attorney, and I stand by these words, and I will be proven right one day. Is a psychopath. <laughs> I could tell. know. Uh, I could tell by his eyes and his ears. Okay. You look at mugshots of criminals, and they have all weird ears.
4: All
1: right. You look at wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Before look, I agree with you, and I, I. I I only read his statement. I vaguely know what the guy looks like. I haven't even I I just read his memo and I said, This guy's a psychopath. So I don't know He's about I don't know if you can tell these things from the ears or the eyes, although I did actually read that once with certain folks there's something in the eyes. It's like the iris of the eyes. If there's a gap between I don't know what the hell it was, but it was something. You probably well how did you pick this up? Where did you where did you read that? Or what's up? What are you saying? What do you what's Derrick, wrong with his ears?
3: There's a book called How to Know Anybody by a gl- at a Glance by Barbara Roberts, who is a professional face reader, and that's how I learned it. He is a psychopath, and we're in big trouble. And more and more people are going to get savagely attacked by black people, well, and more and more people are on. going to move out well, of New uh, York City.
1: Well, um, now, look, we can make this—you should not make this—everything I, I everything that you just said— I'm stating facts. Stan, calm down. I'm on your side. All right, all right. But uh, there are white people who are capable of crime and commit crime every single They're day not in the, the city. Ones who are
4: committing Stop the it, Susan,
1: Susan, 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 Now, look, if you can watch my show on Newsmax, and I went back and I showed, quite frankly, everybody on the most wanted list uh, for New York City NYPD was happened to be a black man. It just—it's so a you fact. With I'm me? not arguing with you, Susan. I'm not. However, if you want to be heard and if you want to be understood and if you want to, uh, guess what, not get fired because it could happen in this climate. Basically, I agree with you. You could temper it ever so slightly, ever so slightly. All right. Are you with me, Susan? I mean, you can run around hysterical or you can or 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 you can be heard. Or you hey, can be, wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. Su- no, gonna, no, 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 gonna, no, 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 no. Susan, gonna, you stop for a second. All right? Now, I agree with you, but the, the you will be canceled if you're not careful. I don't like it, but it exists. And you can say the truth. But if you actually, <laughs> you will be heard by more people if you leave out savages. All right? I mean, there's just certain things that. They will come and they will find out where you live and find out where you work and try to cancel you. You got to be so be careful and be true. Now, you say, well, I'm stating the facts. The facts do not necessarily set you free. It's what you do with the facts. It's how you highlight. It's how you present the facts. Does that make sense? Susan, I'm on your side here. Except, look, I have not. The only thing is, I have not studied Alvin Bragg's face, and I have not read that book you just said, so I don't know about any of that. I'm evaluating his ideas, and I'm telling you, he's a psychopath. You're evaluating his ears and his eyeballs. I don't know how to do that. Susan, I'll give you the final word. I I am surprised and disappointed at you. Ah, and Susan, relax, Susan. Now Wait, calm down, no, Susan. You're calm surprised, and down. surprised at me. Yeah, you, you, you you, 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 you. Good luck in your r- hunt for a radio programmer who has the guts and the determination and the enlightenment that I do. Good luck with that, Susan. I invite you to watch and listen to some other program forever. You're not welcome on my show anymore. I don't want you listening. I don't want you. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Period, comma. Well, why do they get so angry at Susan? Here we are. We totally agree. I'm not sure if I read some book by a woman named Barbara. I'm going to be able to tell who's a psychopath and who's not. I'm just not sure if I'm going to be able to do that. And she's surprised and disappointed. You got to say certain words in the middle so we don't come. So I don't have a program director coming in here panicking. okay? I have found a way to say very provocative and true things on a mass medium daily. And Susan, whatever your name, you can't you, (laughs) you have not yet. Because there were some offensive little seeds in there that they can come and get you over. And I don't agree with them, by the way. Mark in Jersey. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Okay.
5: Poor Susan. has got very, uh, very into it. Uh, I want to thank you. You do a great job every day on your uh, Newsmax show and the radio station. Um, what I'm calling for is this uh uh, Soda Mayor, woman who doesn't have her facts straight. You know, as far as a uh, hundred thousand kids, you know, being very sick on ventilators, I don't see how she can even be allowed to submit her opinion with the facts that she has because they're all wrong. So um, it's just it's just horrible that somebody in her position. And her knowledge would would be that wrong.
1: You would think so. somebody who makes it all the way to the Supreme Court would be smart, but here's the word about her: she's not that smart. Mm-hmm. And now she can act like uh, she can be as dumb no, as she wants. She can just that's and obvious, yeah. and and going back to our friend Susan, there are a lot of white people out there, like the uh, that will once they hear a person of color say something, they will run. I saw a guy said it's hard. He was a black guy. He said, it's hard to vote if you look like me and everybody Mm. gets hushed. Everybody like that will shut up. Ninety nine out of one hundred white people when they say, even though it's terribly wrong, there's something weird that kicks in. There's something very strange. Yeah.
5: You back up their narrative to also when you uh, when you do that, even if you don't mean to. So uh, you have to be smart, you know, and not lose your cool. Uh, also this Eric Adams is he's shown his true colors, you know, like, uh, I don't see how, uh, what's his name? Uh, all right. What, listen, Mark, know, I got
1: to go for a second. I got something, okay. something's on my mind. I got to apologize to Susan. I'm sorry, Susan. You got, you got a little bit under my skin. It's the moment you say you're, you're disappointed in me. All right. Well, you know, we're running the business here as well. All right. So we gotta, you gotta take it easy sometimes. All right. And uh, I was a little uncomfortable with you saying you can just look at somebody and tell me that they're a psychopath. That's where it came from. And I don't care if it's in a book. I don't care what Barbara, I never heard of her before. When you say you can look at somebody's ears and somebody's eyes, I get a little uncomfortable, even though I have heard that about the eyeballs. But I stop myself because I don't know. And you're a civilian. You don't know either for sure. But. There's a lot of truth in what you said about the other stuff. All right, Susan. So uh, uh thank you and I appreciate it. And I'm sorry. I overreacted. What can I tell you? It happens. Um uh, I don't have a sit around here to, you know, hey Greg, what are you doing? What are you doing? What what do you what are you what let this lady talk? <laughs> All right, is it time? It's time. I'll be right back. This is Greg Gulley on
0: seventy-seven
1: WABC. Well, that was interesting. A Newsmax commercial that did not mention that I happen to work at Newsmax. All right, I, I heard every, I heard every show, every every uh, every show except what what. I okay, so I'll do it myself. I'm on Newsmax at seven o'clock, uh, seven Eastern, uh, four Pacific. You just squeezing my name in there wouldn't. I, I think that'd be OK. We happen to be the top rated show on Newsmax and uh, we're growing every single day. That's Greg Kelly reports on Newsmax 7 p.m. at night. How about that? Huh? Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. No, and thank you. But I did do what the commercial guy told me. Uh, I texted media to three nine seven four seven. And now I'm, let me see. Newsmax tells me I'm on their Trump list. More. Vote in our poll. Trump or DeSantis in 24. Vote here. Newsmax, welcome. Message rates may apply. Get one message a day of breaking news alerts. Reply help or stop. Hmm. Trump or DeSantis in 24. Don't we kind of know the answer to that? Been, all right. Maybe I'll give it a try. 39747. And Susan, all right, you're still on my mind, all right? We're, I, I don't like it when friends disagree. Uh, and very nice to me, but there's something about that whole thing about his ears. I don't know. Look, I got to read this Barber's book about it all. Um, and, yes, we are having a dishonest conversation about race in America. And every now and then, even me, I get a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes when you say the truth out loud, it's like, oh, boy yikes Uh uh-oh can't say that well you can you can and since barack obama refuses to say the truth when he was trying to charm us all and he was able to say that in the black community black men are not staying home with their families in sufficient numbers and it's a real problem and it's leading to increased crime uh lower rates of graduation increased rates of incarceration Everybody said, thank God he's saying it. Well, he guess what? He doesn't say that anymore. He talks about white supremacy. He talks about systemic racism. He talks about unconscious bias, whatever the hell that is. But he doesn't talk about something a bit more concrete, staying in school, not getting eight women pregnant, not having too many kids, you know, or, or just managing it, having as many as you can not sleeping all over town and getting women pregnant and not sticking by them all right he used to talk about that but not anymore so it that that, that falls to susan and me susan in manhattan and me because all these people they're looking over their shoulder half the time uh oh who how do how do i, ju- I just want to be liked by um Somebody, I want to put me on MSNBC. I think there's somebody over there on CNN who watches this show. I'll speak right to them. That's how they. That's how they operate. Oh boy, it's already. It's almost time to go. Uh, Selena, she's calling from uh, ooh the Hamptons region. Hi. Hi.
4: How are you? Fine. Um, I just want to talk about. Did Eric you think Adams. I
1: was tough on that Susan person?
4: I didn't think you were tough enough. Actually. Why? Because. Um, I- I- uh, b- because racism in any form is not good. And I think Eric Adams is encouraging race division among us. You know, New York has always been the melting pot, and Wait. we've always celebrated our differences and, and enjoyed our mixed cultures. And I just don't want anybody to take the bait that Eric Adams is throwing out there and go back to the wish of Martin Luther King and how I was raised. Hmm. And just don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. So you think Susan. The human race.
1: You think Susan took the bait?
4: I think Susan is taking the bait, yes.
1: All right. Uh, and you were going to say something else about Eric Adams.
4: Eric Adams, I just think he's mixing the pot. He's making us think about black and white. What we should all think about is we are all New Yorkers, and we are all Americans, and we are all in this together. So we cannot take the bait. We cannot be against each other. New York is known, and New York is great because we're a mixed culture.
1: Uh, That's all I
4: really have to say. No,
1: all right. No, I mean, I, can I ask you this one thing, though? What does that really mean, we're all in this together? I know it sounds yeah, it, great, and I've said it myself, but what does it really mean? It means
4: that, honestly, the government is trying to uh, make us delusional and make us against each other so that, that there is – Honestly, I think there's going to be a civil war if things don't calm down soon.
1: Well, you know, here's where social media comes in and it's very handy because, you know, in the old days, like in the 1970s, people would riot in the streets or last year, they'd riot in the streets. Right. Uh, But in the 70s and the 60s, riots were far more prevalent than even last year. And uh, so what am I saying? Social media, believe it or not, is an outlet. Instead of rioting, we can vent on social media. So I hope that doesn't happen. We all want to remain one country. But, uh, Selena, thank you. Real quick, uh, what's Southampton like?
4: Southampton is okay. I'm sitting here on the line to get tested for COVID. Why? Uh, My mother, 82, came down with it yesterday.
1: Yikes. How long is the line?
4: Uh, I've been here for about an hour. There's about 35 cars on the line.
1: Yikes. Wow.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, how much longer you think you're going to be there?
4: Oh, probably another hour.
1: And you wanted to get tested, so uh, you think your mother infected you, or you want to make what, 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 what why? Are you...
4: I, yeah, I just want to make sure that I was not infected by her. She was positively tested yesterday, and they gave her that, uh, that treatment for the uh, antibodies.
1: Okay. Uh, well, listen, yeah. good luck to everybody. I'm sorry about that, okay? Best to your mind. All right,
4: thank you so much. All right, you thank bet.
1: you, Le- Leonardo. Uh, oh, he want to say you want to say something about Susan real quick. Hi.
5: Again, yeah, you're very patient and conciliatory, and uh, you show your forgiving side. I think that also. I'm an old man, and I want to be serene and peaceful. So you remembered about that teacher with that. Pr- I'm sure it was a textbook, a hardcover. So I-, I hope you find it in your heart to forgive her too for whacking you.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. You're you're right about that. Because quite frankly, I never did think of it. I even held her name against her. What I mean by that is, I don't want to say. I'm not going to say any names because. But I actually married a woman with a similar name, and when I first found out <laughs> her name was that, I thought, oh, I don't. You know what I mean? It was like I oh, yeah. the name the name ever since was like a was like an issue in my head. There are a couple of names like that. On the male side, not that I, you know what I mean, but if I ever meet anybody named Gilbert, I'm like, what? And it took me a long time, and then I finally met a cool Gilbert, because I had another teacher named Gilbert who wasn't very nice. But then I found a a cool Gilbert, and Gilberts are okay now. But you're right. I got to practice what I preach. Thanks, everybody. See you tonight on Newsmax. Okay, Newsmax?
4: Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving.